Well, good morning. Um, for those of you who don't know who I am, uh, I'm Will Gerard. I did the plumbing up in Moose Deer. Um, yeah. So, wow. This is not my first time being up here doing a missions trip report. And somehow it never gets easier. <laughs> Hi, Johnny. Congratulations, by the way. So when I first heard that there were the uh, Moose Deer mission strip was in need of a plumber, um, naturally the question came up, because I am a plumber, uh, do I go? Um, just, a, just a heads up. I am very pro-ugly cry, and I'm probably going to cry during this. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, so I, I asked God, I'm like, hey, uh, I'm ready, willing, and able, but I won't go unless you want me to. So am I going? Because, you know, it's got to be from the spirit of this is where he wants me to be, not where I want to be. And I spent a good month praying into this with not a word. And then it was the last day of sign-up during the service. Uh, I believe John was speaking that, that morning. <laughs> and um, during that service, I heard go. And so I signed up that day, and I am so glad I did. Um, I, leading up to the, the trip, doing all the meetings and whatnot, I had a very strong sense of fear. Uh, I was given the task of leading the, the plumbing project while we were up there, and I w was one of the youngest guys there, other than Richard and Reese Rushelow. Um, and I thought to my, I know, the, the fear was, who am I to lead men who are so much older and more experienced in not only just, you know, construction work, but also just spiritually. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was a fear that I had right up until the day we left. And as we were loading up and the camaraderie that got built within that first hour was immense. And by the time we had gotten up to Moose Deer, all of those fears were laid to rest. Um, many of us were already, you know, having inside jokes from our times in the vehicles and whatnot. And I got to know people in this church that I never really talked to. I've been going to this church for 15 years. And I talked to people I hadn't, I had seen at here at church for, you know, five, 10, 15 years that I had never spoken to. And now I call them brother. And that, here we go. <laughs> that was one of the greatest things that stood out to me was how blessed this team was, how God handpicked a perfect team. And so going there that first day, uh, Henry asked, is there anyone who would like to lead devo morning devotionals? And God was like, you thought you had fear of leading a plumbing project? 
Guess what, kid? You're leading the first morning devotional the next morning. Um, that, was a, that was a great experience. I was scared so much <laughs> leading up to that. And then that morning, I was given a great amount of peace. Um, however, um, when we got up there, I realized firsthand how badly the enemy did not want us there. And at the same time, I got to see how much greater our God is. So while we were up there, um, I don't know if how equated you guys are with uh, renovation and plumbing, is that generally nothing ever goes right. Um, you want to move a toilet? No, you can't. There's a joist in the floor beneath you. Um, but we didn't have that problem. I, I have never done a renovation project that has gone so smoothly. And yet, during the entire time, I was under such attack. And... It was thanks to that, this team of men who came alongside me and got me through it. Every night, I couldn't sleep. Now, naturally, we all joked it was, you know, from everybody snoring. But, you know, during the day, my bed was probably one of the most comfortable things I ever sat on. But during the night, it was like sleeping on a marble slab. It was so uncomfortable. Um, I couldn't sleep. That whole week, I probably ran off of an average of two hours of sleep a night. But somehow, by the grace of God, I was able to get up every morning, help make breakfast with Susan, with a smile on my face, and go to work. And then still have enough energy afterward to play cornhole. <laughs> Which, by the way, I never knew was such a competitive sport. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> um, that was the, the whole week. Just being absolutely hammered by the enemy. Who was, you know, in hindsight, I can see now, it was scared. Because it knew the light that we were bringing. The light that we were lighting in that place. And it was doing everything it could to stop us. One night, I got woken up by being picked up off of my bed and slammed back down upon it. Everyone else was as sound asleep. I can't explain it. I was completely lifted off of my bed and slammed back down. That is how desperate the enemy was to get rid of us. But I also saw God move in such ways. I saw grizzled, hardened, construction worker type men open up about their, their past in ways that I never thought possible. I got to see families get, get blessed by people who just devoted their time and effort into just them. No agenda, just, hey... 
I'm just here to hang out. Uh, we got to bless uh, a wedding. Uh, in the video, you guys saw we were able to clean up a beach and just bless a wedding. John, you probably know what that feels like now. <laughs> um, man, and even just to the small blessings, watching B cry over the fact that she has her own shower now, and to be a part of that blessing. I left that trip feeling so full despite the fact that I had entered into a war zone without even knowing it. I expected a fight, but I was not expecting a fight that hard. And I'm going to say this right now, I would do it all over again. So, our next trip up, sign me up. (laughs) Um, There's just even... um, on the, in the front on the left there is the chief of the community. And just to see her thankfulness of us just showing up. What a blessing. I, I, I know we, we went there to, to give a blessing, but I, I firmly believe I received just a, a blessing that was just as big. So, B, thank you for having us. I can't wait to go back. And uh, I'm so excited to see what God has in store for Moose Deer because there's a light up there and it is bright. And the enemy is scared. And it is such a joy to do the Lord's work. And next year, I can't wait to see the new faces that are going to come up with us and the impact we're going to make. So, thank you. I believe, Becca, you're next. Good morning, everybody. Uh, just seeing this video and listening to Will, it, it is quite emotional. We had a really good week. It was a great week. And um, God just, just did amazing things that week and still is. Uh, Susan and I were the only two women that went. And so it was just really neat watching this group of men work together. And there was a lot of joking, and like Will said, within the hour, oh my goodness, it was nonstop for the week, and it was just, it was awesome. And it was, we had a lot of fun. Um, There was a lot of joking and teasing, but there was also a lot of encouragement and a lot of lifting up. And they were always ready to help each other. And just what was a big highlight for me with uh, watching these guys um, was just how they came together, and uh, there was, it wasn't an issue, but you know, when the roofing guys were ready to get the shingles up on the roof, we weren't able to get them a lift, so every bag of shingles had to be carried by hand up a few stories, and all of the guys had their own responsibilities, they had their own things to do, but they dropped everything, what they were doing, to help the roofing crew, 
And they, there was a little clip in the video where they, the men just stood in a line and one by one carried a big bag of shingles just so they could help the roofing crew um, so their load wouldn't be so heavy. And it was just, it was, it just touched my heart so much to see the men working like that. Um, I myself didn't really have a role like everyone else. I'm not handy. I wasn't, I wasn't there for construction. I was just there um, for the adventure and just to see what God was going to do. And I was really excited. The first Sunday we were there, the first morning, I woke up really early. Susan and I had the whole sanctuary to ourselves. It was very quiet and peaceful. And I wanted to spend time in prayer. I didn't know what to expect that week. And as I prayed over the week, I just asked God to use me any way that was needed. I opened my Bible to John 13, where Jesus shares his last meal with his disciples before he takes the cross. And Jesus says in verse 31, The time has come for me, the Son of Man, to enter into my glory, and God will receive glory because all that has happened to me. And and God will bring me into my glory very soon. Dear children, how brief are these moments before I must go away and leave you. And though you search for me, you cannot come to me. So now I'm giving you a new commandment to love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. And, you know, Jesus was asking, it, the love he was telling his disciples, it wasn't just a casual, passive love. He wanted them to love the way he did. In this love, it was demonstrated and it was acted out. And in John 14, Jesus tells his disciples, I am in my Father, you are in me, and I am in you. And he repeatedly told them to remain in him. And when they do, they would have the same capabilities to love others as Jesus did. And this divine love only can come from our Heavenly Father. And while reading these passages, God was telling me that we were all in moose deer to show love in a way that would reflect God's goodness and everything we did. The way the guys lifted up each other and their willingness to help was a reflection of Christ. I spent my time helping Susan, preparing meals and cleaning up. I helped clean the church buildings. And I spent a whole day washing chairs for the wedding that was going to happen that weekend. B had mentioned that that couple did not know God. So as I cleaned chairs, I prayed over all the people who would be sitting in them. Uh, we also got to meet the bride and help um, prepare some of the food that would be served at that wedding. She was just so grateful. And that was another thing that just touched my heart. The community, they were just grateful. Everyone who we got to meet, they were always just, they were so happy that we were there. And during one of my conversations with B, she had mentioned that a lot of the women in the community were raising families on their own. Many of the men struggle with addictions. Some of them choose to live in the city and be homeless so they have easier access to whatever substance they need. And some of the men are in prison, and this is leaving the women to take care of everything on their own. This just broke my heart to hear how much the women are hurting in this community. One of the women, sorry, it's emotional for me. One of the women I spent a lot of time with was B's sister, Brittany, and her kids. Brittany's situation was a little bit different. Her partner lives a few hours away during the week so he can work and support his family. And then he comes on the home on the weekend. But this still leaves Brittany 
with four kids and all the responsibilities that come with a home. Brittany is a beautiful woman. She's such a lovely person inside and out. And a friendship was quickly formed between the two of us. I was really missing my kids and being able to spend every day with her lovely children brought me so much joy. We had a lot of wonderful conversations over the week and she opened up to me about her struggles in life, about her past. And unfortunately, her and I shared the same past with an abusive partner. And God gave me the opportunity to share with her my faith journey and how God has healed me from my anger and my shame. And because of God's goodness, I can walk free from the bondage that I was in. That last night that we were there, I sent Brittany a message telling her how much I appreciated her and how much I was going to miss her. And I just wanted to bless her. But in return, it was her words that blessed my heart and lifted me up. Her friendship has touched my heart so much. We still message each other often, and we talk about uh, when we can see each other next, and hopefully it's soon. At the end of the week, I realized that our time in Moose Deer wasn't just about us demonstrating God's love to others. It was also us receiving and accepting God's love from them. Through all the amazing meals that were made for us by the community, or some of the delicious desserts, or just being able to meet the wonderful people who live in the community. God is at work in both of our communities, Moose Deer and Essex County. And it's amazing that we can come together to build God's kingdom for his glory. Good morning. Those of you who don't know me, my name is Mike, and I'm the younger, older one of the crowd. <laughs> when I first heard Henry up here say he was having a, something go to Merce Deer, uh, I felt something smack me in the back of the head. Uh, what, what's going on? That was the Lord saying, get up, Mike, and go and sign up right now. Like, what are you doing? What are you waiting for? I thought to myself, what? What are you, what are you talking about? Why me? What do I got to give to these people? Like, these are guys that are skilled trades, and, and I'm nothing. I'm just a jack of all trades and a master of none. But I did it. I did what the Lord told me to do, and I went out and signed up. And the next day, I got this feeling in my head that somebody was speaking to me and saying, you're not good enough to do this. What are you, what are you doing, Mike? Why, why, why are you going? You're, you're nobody. You're, you got nothing to give. And I kept hearing that, the, the devil, in my head. So I had doubts. Now, should I go? I asked my wife, Christine, should I go? And she said, yeah. I had, still had doubts. So I came back and I signed up. But my, the devil was working on me major. He was telling me, you're not good enough. But when I got there, the, the road trip there with John, and it was amazing. I felt peace come over my body. And when I hit this moose deer uh, road there, it was like God just put a blanket around me and said, Mike, you're here. I brought you here for a reason. 
It's not because what you know, it's who you are. And I felt peace. I wanted, when I, when I got there, I wanted just to start work. I wanted to go and do whatever God had for me. I was so energized after that that I couldn't believe it. So I wanted to keep going, and we couldn't do nothing for the first day because we had no material. So we got to know, I got to know some of these young guys. I, like Will said, I, I've never seen them. I've never talked to them. I've seen them walking in church or, you know, but you never stop and say, hi, or who are you? And so I got to meet that. The first day, I got to meet some of these guys, some of these young guys. And it was unbelievable. It was the first day. And then Monday came, and we started to work. We started on the roof. And that was such a blessing to have Jim's crew come and do that roof. That was unbelievable. I went up there and stripped that roof, helped them strip that roof. And there was three rolls of shingles up there to strip. It was not an easy job. But I went up there and I helped. And these guys were amazing. I just sat there and listened to these guys, how they got together and talked to each other. And it was another family that we got to meet. It was unbelievable how God blessed me again with being able to do that. So I I didn't have a skill, but God put me in this place to do what he wanted me to do, not what I wanted to do. So I did a little bit of that. I did a little bit of plumbing. I did some, I even did a wedding with John, setting up a wedding. It was unbelievable. Like God, when he works, he works. You don't just say no. That's not what God wants from you. I got to meet these young guys. I got to meet the older guys. I got to meet the middle guys, whoever they were. It doesn't matter. I got to listen to testimonies of some of these older men. It, it just broke my heart. It made me cry because these guys were hurting for so long, and, and I didn't know that until they actually, uh, the words came out of their mouth, and, and, and it, was, it was beautiful for them to, to release that and just get peace because it, with them so long. So I got so blessed with being able to listen to these younger guys and not just the young guys, the older guys too, that God bless me every day in that place. I got to work in the kitchen doing whatever I had to do, wash dishes. or It, it wasn't how much I knew is what God knew. I could do. So I just did what I want, he wanted me to do. It was unbelievable. I started to work in, in construction, whatever I had to do. I got to meet uh, George, John's father-in-law, and got to do some uh, electrical with him. And he was an amazing guy. Like, he's an old guy that had so much wisdom and and it was unbelievable that I got to work with him, and he showed me so much more than I knew. I got to do things that I, I didn't know how to do. So God blessed me again with, with George that I didn't even know was coming up. Like, it's unbelievable what you get when you just say yes. So I'm just, I got blessed with this, this uh, mission trip. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget the people there. Rob and... and uh, <clears throat> and um, 
Dave, <laughs> Rob and Dave were joking around. Two older guys were joking around because Dave and, and Robin has a boat and Dave, and I won't tell you what happened, but <laughs> we'll go there later. But they were joking around with each other and that was part of our group. It wasn't just work. It wasn't just, you know, tension. We were having fun. Like Will said, we had work to do. God put us there for a reason. But after that work was done, we had the blessing of everybody getting together, going boating. We had Henry had his four wheelers. Had Jim had his four wheelers. We got to go on four wheels. It was, it was an amazing trip. Mike, you did a great job on that video. Like God put you there for that reason. You did a great job. So we all had our own jobs. So if I have one thing to say to people here and the people online, that if God ever tells you to do something, don't ask why. Just say, okay, and go and do what you have to do because you get blessed so much by what you don't know is going to happen. morning <clears throat> so they uh all three of them left out the funny parts <laughs> yeah dave and uh rob here they were uh, they remind me of the old movie grumpy old men <laughs> but they're much younger that's for sure they uh, truly they were amazing um and i'm surprised that uh will left out uh one of the stories that, of me pulling out the clip of the the valve on the, uh, on the uh, shower, I pulled the clip out of the valve and, you know, we're playing around and all of a sudden water just shot out. The, the valve popped right out of the, out of the valve or the, the poppet, whatever you want to call it. And water's just squirting out of the shower and things flooded, put it that way. <laughs> took a little while for them to shut the water off and I was soaked, uh, but, yeah, we, we had, truly had a great time. Um, if you do have your Bibles, uh, I got a little passage here, uh, Acts chapter 14, verse 26 and 7. Um, before I read it, I just want to say thank you. Um, as a church, um, how you guys all came behind this uh, to support it, uh, to, to invest in not just Moose Deer, your own people. Your, your, this is an investment in your own people, in team building, in family building. You know, there is now a group of about 16 guys. I would actually probably push that number to 20. 16 guys and girls that now have a, a much deeper relationship with each other. And now when they see each other in the hall, in, in the foyer, on the streets, they... They say hi. They stop talk, to talk to each other. They, they, there's an investment made there. We even heard it this morning from, from Rick, who didn't go. He, says, he said that when he comes into the church now, when he sees these guys connect or see each other, there's something there now. Now they stop and actually speak into each other or share what's going on in their lives. So, so much has taken place from just, just this trip. Um, 
I, I don't know, how do, how do you put a, a dollar value on that? I, I, I don't have that. Um, this passage here, it says, uh, 14, verse 26 and 7. It says, from Italia, they sailed back to Antioch, where they had been committed to the grace of God, to the work they had now completed. On arriving there, they gathered the church together and reported all that God had done through them and how they had opened up the door of faith to the Gentiles. You know, here they came back after doing some, you know, miracles, after sharing the gospel, after encouraging the, the churches of uh, Lystria and Derbe. Uh, you know, there was a lot to report of where they had gone, what they had done, and, and I think it's just awesome that we as a church are, are making that same, or taking that same step from hearing from Will, from Becca, from Mike, you know, hearing their testimony. Um, there's something about hearing each other's testimonies where we, you know, there's a fire lit in other people's hearts because we get to see where, where and what God has done in them. And, and that same thing can happen into each one of us. So I just think it's, it's awesome that we get the opportunity to hear their testimonies and, and build on that. And not only that, you know, if, if ever you young guys are thinking about going to, on a missions trip or something like that, especially moose deer, you know, if you look at, at Richard and B, you know, something happened there. Not, not, not going to say what, but... It, this might spur some of you other young guys on to, to serve in that capacity, to find that special other. Um, you know, we bring back report. It's so important to bring back that report. So I'm going to back up a little farther, or quite a bit farther than this trip, because that's where God started working, you know. We as a missions team, um, we came together and we were, we were contemplating, uh, you know, where's God leading Meadowbrook in mission? And we, we were thinking about, you know, what's, what's a, an overseas trip look like? What's, uh, uh, you know, local missions look like? We were praying into it and all of a sudden, you know, Wilf had this ingenious idea to ask Derek... Uh, you know, what would it look like to, to ask Derek, you know, to serve in one of these First Nations communities? And if I'm honest with you, uh, me of little faith, I, I right away kind of, in my head, I kind of wrote it off. Because I remember Derek saying that, you know, there's been so much damage from other churches uh, in the past that they're really not up for um, letting uh, churches come in and serve in that capacity. And so, you know what, I, I entertained it, and sure enough, uh, we talked, and at first he, he kind of affirmed what I was thinking, and as we spoke, um, he opened that door. Uh, he says, you know what, let me look into it. And, you know, he'd follow up in a week or two, and, and sure enough, I called him back, and he said, yeah, let's, let's start the talks. Uh, I was quite surprised. I wasn't expecting it to go anywhere. And needless to say, uh, again, this is why I can see God is in it. It wasn't me. I'm just not 
I'm just not that smart, you know. Uh, just ask the missions team. Um, <laughs> um, no, but it just, you know, he opened up the door, and then me and Susan had our first interview with B and Derek together. And if I'm honest with you, that first interview, I don't know where B's at, but uh, she was... Uh, she was quite quiet, and, you know, she asked us the question, you know, why do you guys want to do this? And, and then the next question, who are you? Who are you? All right. I don't, I'm, and right away, I, I got the vibe. I don't think she likes us. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so we, we, me and Susan both shared our stories and told her why we wanted to do it, and, and we continued the talks, but then afterwards, me and Sue connected a little bit. How did you think that interview went? And I said, um, the first part of it, I don't know. I don't think that went too well. I, I don't know if we, we hit it off with her, but only to later on see that, you know, uh, what, a, what a treat it was to, to take that step and actually share who we are and how important it is for the First Nations to see uh, they want to know who you are. They're, they're not so much about what you have or what you can do. They're more about, I want to know you, be transparent with you, build a relationship with you. And, you know, on, on set out of this mission, um, what, a couple of the key objectives were relationship. There was work. We, we did the work thing. Um, but that was by far secondary uh, down the line somewhere. Um, yeah, there was, there was uh, one of the other things was make sure in the process of, of this trip we have fun. And, and I think we hit all those objectives. We hit all those objectives. We hit the relational aspect both as a church. We hit the relational aspect with, with B we hit the relationship, relational aspect, especially with Becca and Bree. You know, what a treat that was to see. Susan as well. And every person that went on that trip, I can say they all told me they had a, a wonderful conversation or a deep conversation with B. So B, in turn, put that relational aspect back. She invested her time back and... and spoke into each one of our lives. And I can say, like, me and B have uh, definitely been in connection, um, I don't know how many times, but uh, plenty of times now where we've been able to be quite honest with each other. And, you know, she's, she's definitely spoken into my life. And, and I'm supposed to be probably, I don't know, am I, am I elder? I'm, I think I'm elder. <laughs> it's, it's the gray. Um, yeah, so all those things put together, uh, you know, the, the doors opened up, and it happened three weeks before the Holy Spirit weekend. You know, there was, there was already fruit from, from this. We've, we've had a family come and, and join this, 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 you know, attend the church uh, who's given their lives now to, to Jesus. You know, is there a dollar figure on that? No. Um, yeah, so many, so many cool things that have happened there. Um, 
when we first arrived, we got the, the pleasure of, of meeting Rhonda, uh, the, the chief who was in the, on the right or left there, her right, my left. Um, you know, she shared, she came and, and she not only came once, but she came twice, but she, she left us with a blessing. She, she asked, you know, to see everybody there, uh, everybody gather. And, and not only that, then she said, you know, the Lord told me that you will receive great blessing as, as a team. And I'm going to say, I'm, am I pushing it and saying probably more as a church, and I think we, we're reaping some of that now already. But to have her come twice, um, you know, I don't know that I would have looked into that too much. But having heard from B and Derek both saying that, you know, you don't know how big that is. You don't know how big that is for uh, the chief and, and to have the community's blessing over you. Especially, you know, many churches have come. And, and they've, they've, they've left things off worse than, than when they came. And so not only do we have, um, did we get their blessing, but now we've also gotten the blessing to return. So we get the opportunity to come back or to go back uh, to share in, in whatever it is that the Lord has us doing next time. Um, the building. I don't know how much time I got. I don't know what time it is, but yeah, perfect. Um, the building. You know, as uh, the first day we arrived, Derek was there, and he shared with me the uh, the value of what we're doing. Um, you know, he was saying he was having this conversation with uh, Jim that morning uh, before we even showed up. Jim is uh, Rhonda's husband. He's one of the uh, I think he works for the city there uh, at the water treatment plant there, and he was. Uh, Derek was saying that he was he was there. He was he was in tears because one of the things that we don't we don't understand or we don't see is that you know the First Nations they they tie the the spiritual and the um, the physical in the same category. So when the, the spirit or the physical is deteriorating, uh, they, they view that partly as the, the spiritual is also deteriorating, if that makes sense to you. Um, so when they see the, the, the roof on the church and, and stuff, the, you know, the, the eavesdrops hanging and, and all those things, you know, they, they see that as, as you know, the spiritual uh, protection or favor of the Lord dwindling. And here we get to um, bring a bit of life back into that, into the spiritual. Bring a little bit of hope back into the, what, uh, what they're feeling. And, and their God is returning, if that makes sense. Um, it's, it's much like the time of Nehemiah, right? Nehemiah was away. He came back and rebuilt the wall. Why did he go back to build the wall? It was for the people. It, it's much like our church and in many other instances in our own lives, you know, we can judge that and say that's not theologically correct, and it, and it may not be. But we're, we're no different. We, we, whenever things start going wrong in our lives, how quickly 
do we start pointing the finger at God and saying, hey, you know, where's my God? You know, how quickly does our, the hope in our life start to dwindle? So there's so much there. Uh, I, I learned so much. And, and the team that we got to go with, you know, Becca already shared, you know, how the line going up the ladder every 30 seconds, every 30 seconds, a bundle of shingles would be up on that roof. Guys just, just gave it all. I think it took, only took about 15 minutes to get 90-something bundles of, of shingles up that roof. And if you guys have ever had to carry, I think, what are they, 80 pounds? 80 pounds a, a bundle? If, if two guys, three guys would have had to do that, man, I'd, I was, I, my legs aren't used to that anymore. So I, I will say I was, I was a bit uh, pumped or lost, one or the other. Yeah, so the objectives were hit. You know, we've seen God move. We've seen relationships built. And, and we're praying that, one, there was just a little bit more hope given there. Yeah, and in my life, you know, a, a big part of it, the, the change was, you know, you know, making making people priority you know what what does it mean to you know I, I'm, I'm tunnel vision I have tunnel vision so when I have a project I go that that's what I'm doing and so for me to go there and, and make sure that that people are first um, it's it's a little bit difficult for me so I have to I have to push myself aside and again you know the big thing was time Susan shared with you know time making time your master or making time not your master. Um, I, I've had to learn that. So, um, so I will call the uh, the worship team up as I close here. Uh, where do we go in the future? You know, the 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 we have the invitation back, and we want to honor that. We want to. We feel the Lord has has opened up this door. And we want to continue walking through it, uh, if that's where the Lord is leading us. Um, but I, I sense that this is a part of the calling. Uh, this is just the first step. Uh, there, we've learned so much. We've seen so much growth. We've seen older men open up, gain freedom from it. We've seen young men develop in leadership. We've seen a team or a family be built. We've had our, our ladies just openly serve and bless us in whatever capacity that there was. We've had this team, again, I know it's already been said, but how each one of them had a specific task. And even at the beginning of it, we did not exactly know what each one would look like. You know, Mike, what a treat it was to see that there was complete oversight on our end, the video piece of it. Becca, the relationship part of it. You know, you, you say you didn't have a task. Oh, you had a task. Uh, Dave Drummond, Rob, 
you know, what a task you guys had. You spoke into so many of our lives. Mike, George, uh, so many things that we, did, we didn't see. And yet, everything just turned out simply because, you know, we left it to the Lord. You know, we did this in about a four-month span. You know, it was, it was fast. You know, we as a church, we got all kinds of protocols uh, that, that need to be followed, should be followed. I know we jumped some of them. I, I apologize to our, our, our committees, both finance, uh, to our board, to our MMT for that. But I, I can tell you this. I think if, if we would have had more time to plan it out better, I think we would have just screwed it up a little bit more. Um, that's we, we're men. We're, we're people. We have that tendency. So I just want to say thank you uh, both to the team, to you as a congregation for supporting us and and keeping us in prayer. Wow, how much prayer we needed and how much prayer we got. Uh, again, what dollar value do you put on that? So I just want to say thank you uh, all. Um, I'd like to call the prayer team up. Uh, if you guys are in need of prayer, uh, you guys come on up. You know, where's the Lord leading you next? What what does the Lord have, Lord have in store for you in the future? Are you hurting? Are you in need? Or do you just want more? With that, uh, I will put this down. Sorry. Actually, let me, uh, let me close in prayer. Heavenly Father, uh, what a treat it is to come into your presence. What a treat it is for you, Holy Spirit, to just breathe on us a new life. You know, we, uh, we tore off three layers of shingles and we put one new one on. The start of a new chapter. The start of fresh, fresh beginnings. Lord, uh, maybe there are people here this morning that are wanting a fresh start, wanting to hear your, your voice, wanting to feel your presence. Um, maybe it's been a long ride in the desert, but maybe today is the day that uh, you show yourself anew and help them uh, experience that hope, that love, that grace that you willingly pour out. Lord, we just again ask for your favor over this church. We ask for your favor over our, our week as we go out, as we, as we rub shoulders with the world, as we radiate that light that you have, again, once poured out on us. And Lord, remind us of, of the cross of what you were willing and so graciously did as you forgave us, gave us our sin at, uh, at the cross as you poured out your blood. We love you, Lord. Bless this day. Bless this congregation.